Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. This is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is shape-shifting. Yeah. We are coming out again. <laughs> we have magical powers. We're shape-shifters. So, so that's what we'll be discussing that's today. What, yeah, we are X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, before we get into this deep dive of our magical abilities, mm-hmm. make sure wherever you're listening that you are following, you're subscribed, you've rated us five stars and five stars only. Only. You've left a review. Also, how lazy to just rate the five stars, but then not like leave a sweet little note for us. I'm particularly triggered because every week I get the reviews, as y'all know. And last week, we didn't have any new reviews. Zero. Zero. Wow. So, I was personally offended. I I just feel like, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, okay, 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 yeah. I just feel like we're out here, you know, just sharing ourselves. Yes. Creating a level of trust Mm -hmm. and unity. Being so vulnerable. And we're maybe not getting that trust and unity back. You know, that is, you are not wrong, and that is so true. (laughs) Thank you. So, if you'd like to give us some trust and unity, (laughs) make sure to rate us five stars, subscribe. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. You can click the link in the bio, become a patron. You get every episode on video, and um, it also helps us out. Thank you to all of our patrons. There's also merch if you click the link in the bio, and yeah, shape shifting. Do you have any um, little housekeeping things first? I do. Okay. I have two notes of housekeeping. Number one was just, I just thought of it right now. We were talking about how your sister is going on a bachelorette party. Yes, yes. And it is a very highly planned bachelorette Mm -hmm. party. And outfits are explained to people, kind of mood board vibes. And both of us agreed that we loved that. And other people might hate that because it seems Mm -hmm. too controlling or forced. And something that I realized just this weekend um, was that there are things that I will never let out of my control. And and I came to this understanding because... This weekend, I had to go to a graveyard with my mother oh. and choose gravestones for my grandparents, oh. which for somebody who has like an absolute terrifying fear of death oh, that was is like, like a lot. Yeah. But I did realize one thing, and that is that I will never give up control. <laughs> because From the grave, you'll we, be reaching up we and choosing, choosing your own gravestone. Like, we were choosing things, and they had one pre-chosen, but the pre-chosen one didn't match my mom's grandparents. So, like, my grandma's mom, and they're right beside each other. And I was yeah. like, well, they should obviously match. So we were, like, overriding their choice. Uh, oh. Which I think makes sense. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continuity. Con- you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> joint slay. <laughs> We're maximizing the joint slay. That's very true, yeah. And I was realizing, and I was like, I know that it will gr- give me great peace, even when I am dead, literally never on this earth again, to know that things like that are like signed and sealed and nobody can change. I-, I want the font chosen. I want the oh, location. Wow. I want... How you're gonna be one of those people that like has already produced your entire funeral service. Oh, for sure. You just have to hit play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have the venue, the the everything vendors, everything. It's gonna have a code word. You just have to like mm-hmm. code platypus, and then everybody's <laughs> like, move. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows their yeah, role. Exactly. You know what? Here's the thing about that though. Jokes aside, it makes I, it so much that's easier. such a gift to your family. My, actually, my grandma and grandpa did that, and my yeah. mom was like this has been so easy. Like everything's knowing set. exactly what they want and how, cause like 
we talked about it before because both of us have recently had um, family members pass. And actually, a couple weeks ago, my other grandma passed away. So within like four months, both of my grandmas passed away. It's really sad. And that has been just the like common thread yeah. is trying to figure out what they would have wanted. What because unfortunately, death is such a taboo topic that mm-hmm. in life you feel awkward asking people what they want because yeah. it's like acknowledging that they're going to be gone soon. So if they don't leave you with that, then afterwards you're like, well, would they want that? Do they want this? And if it's not clearly outlined, especially when there's multiple family members still around, multiple um, siblings, whatever it may be with different opinions, it's a lot of stress on families For making sure. those decisions. You know, it was really awkward though. This is oh, <laughs> oh my talking God. about death being a taboo oh topic. So we drive to this gra- graveyard mm-hmm. And which also graveyards are fucked up. Yeah, they are. Like that is so much real estate for Just and like my grandparents bodies. are there, but yeah. I'm like, this is so much prime real estate. <laughs> but then I'm like, how would you ever go about being like Hey, we're just going to move this. We're just going to move like 20,000 bodies. Yeah. You can find it in like the storage locker. Or you could just do it like poltergeist vibes and just throw a 30 story condo building right on top. That's true. (laughs) That worked out well. (laughs) Anyways. So we go to the graveyard, you like drive to the little plots and Mm -hmm. then you're like, we were there to decide what they looked like because they had a few things like paid and chosen for, but they hadn't made any like full decisions. So we're out there looking at grave markers and we're, they're like, and this one's welded on and this one has this border and this one has like a scroll. And I'm like, I don't like that. And I'm literally like roasting these dead people's grave <gasps> oh markers. Oh my God. But in the because moment the they're examples, asking. Yeah, because yeah. the examples they have are the ones that are already there. Exactly. And in the moment I'm like, yeah, I really don't like, like tacky, that. And then tacky. I looked and I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad judging. This. <laughs> You're like, should we be whispering yeah, right now? I Can they hear us? I was like, sorry, <laughs> I just don't like the scrolls. <laughs> Very scroll heavy, I will say. Very scroll Very heavy. Very scroll heavy. Yeah, we lots were doing of scrolls. zero scrolls, but yeah, I was like, oh, another scroll. <laughs> um, At first, like, I thought you said squirrel. I was like, oh, people love squirrels no, these days. Goose heavy. Eh? Very goose. Goose. There was goose all over. And I was like, interesting. Don't shit on my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> don't shit on my grandma. Um, okay, so that's my first note mm-hmm. of. Before you go to the next one, I do want to say no. This is about me. (laughs) Speaking of control, I just think Sean and I had an interesting point before we started this with the Bachelorette. We always have interesting points before we start this. We should have a full time just recording running to catch all of the so many interesting yeah, so many so many great points. (laughs) Y'all only get the tip of the iceberg, really. You get the worst one. Trust me, we make so much more sense off of this. Yeah. <laughs> We're so very much funnier, fluent, and very um, intelligent. You know, clear communicators yeah. <laughs> outside of the podcast. Um, we were talking about how my sister was saying how great it was, especially as a new mom, that the Bachelorette was so well planned and that on the itinerary, like kind of every night they were given an outfit suggestion or a theme. And I've heard on the internet or just, you know, in life, contrasting opinions on this. Some people being like, oh, well, you shouldn't tell people what to wear. That's so controlling. Like, it should be just about, like, love and wanting to be around each other, not, like, outfits. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) First of all, um, Can I say something first, though? Yeah. It's always the people that didn't help plan anything that are saying that It is. That is so true. It's like, you can't tell me what to wear. Okay. 
then plan something. <laughs> then you plan. It's always the ones that haven't paid yet either. Oh, yeah. They haven't paid. And they've actually not only not planned that, but nothing, nothing. in their life. They don't understand planning yeah, at all. No. It is so true. And yeah. they're the most opinionated people are like that. Because guess what? The people that are planners, the people that plan group trips, that plan birthday parties for their friends, that plan things for themselves, they understand how stressful planning is yeah. and how much goes into the work so when someone else is doing it for you and they provide you with the itinerary your response is great thank exceptional you. thank you so much yeah. i am so excited to wear that black party dress as per page three of the itinerary <laughs> at 6 p.m on as, saturday as thank per you. figure one three b so happy about that yeah. um so i love it i mean there's the point where if they were being too specific and it's like okay, I've got to go out and buy a bunch of shit. That's next level. But if it's just general ways of dressing or themes that everyone can kind of get behind in their own way, I love that. And I was saying, uh, Cammie and Taryn's wedding that I recently went to, Cammie put together a mood board, Mm -hmm. which I would have never thought to do for my wedding. And I think in the same way, a lot of people probably have different opinions of that. And I thought it was fucking fantastic because it just gave you like literally Julia and I scrolled the mood board and we both picked a kind of look that we're like, oh, that feels like it could be me. And there was like a hundred different options and you didn't have to pick one of those, but it was an inspiration thing. Mood board too. It's not like direct links to buy those items. It's like you can pull stuff from your closet still. And that's what we did. Yeah. Get a general understanding. Totally. I loved it. So I am pro- Oh, you know. Suggesting outfits. Some days I think it's it's so great that I'm not in a long-term committed relationship because of the sheer terror I would inflict <laughs> upon getting married. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your wedding? Oh, yeah. See, you would have the specific links. Yes. links. Per person. You'll just have to scroll. <laughs> You're just oh, dressing, dressing <laughs> yeah. every single person. It's like literally like Polly Pockets. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, what's your other okay, housekeeping? So my second Go right ahead. Note of housekeeping. People is... are on the edge of their seat waiting for us to shape shift. They are. Also. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming but, soon. Yeah. Hang on. Um well I'm actually Brie and you're Sean. <laughs> yeah, so we've exactly. already shape shifted. Yeah. <laughs> we, we That's the plots. plot twist. Um so my second note of housekeeping okay. is I fucking hate teenagers. <laughs> oh yeah. So I have I have been taking the bus to okay. work some days yeah. because I've driven for like eight years to yeah. work. My new office doesn't have parking, but mm-hmm. parking in the area is like no exaggeration, $400 a month. No, it's so The stupid. cheapest you can find is like 250 yeah. and it's in like a sketchy back lot that's not locked. Yeah, it's fucked. So most days, some days I still drive and park in a lot that's like $15 for the day if I'm running late. But most days I have been bussing, which mm-hmm. has been a very humbling experience for me. Mm-hmm. And I was on the bus coming home from work. Yeah. And four teenagers get on the bus mm-hmm. and two sit across from me and two sit beside me. It was uh-huh. three girls and one guy. And just it's so funny how some fashion trends change so much yeah and some stay the exact same yeah these girls are wearing like bustiers with oh yeah pajama pants yeah hoodies like mm-hmm. unzipped hoodies and skate shoes yeah and i was like how is this the exact it's literally same, what i wore in grade like, nine cool kid aesthetic yeah totally like none of this changed i'll never forget going to my um friend's house in like grade nine and walking in and their parents saying are you wearing pajama pants to me? And I was like, yeah. Literally. 
I'm so cool. So it was like 6 p.m. They were all wearing pajama pants. Yeah. <clears throat> they get on the bus and I'm just on, I have my music in just vibing. Mm-hmm. And a few stops later, another kid who was, I would assume they were probably 14, 15. Yeah. Um, another kid gets on the bus and I kind of assume that they went to school with him because okay. they like recognized him and he's wearing a karate uniform. Okay. Taekwondo, I don't yeah. know. One yeah. Of the white a things gi. With, yeah. Sure. Um, with the belts. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the belts. The belts. And so they start signaling like to each other to him. Like they're like, Oh my god, like look, like, oh my god, this kid's here, like, oh my god. The karate so, kid. The karate here. kid. Like as in they're like making fun of him, like, oh my god, like look, he's going to karate. So I'm like, first so of all, annoying. the fact that you think having a hobby is more mm-hmm. embarrassing than wearing pajama pants in public. Like, <laughs> True. <laughs> like yeah. we need to do some deep yeah, diving seriously. there. But I digress. Yeah. So they're like pointing at him, which is already fucking annoying me. Yeah. And then they like look over the little barrier thing and see his shoes and start like forcing themselves to laugh. Like they weren't actually laughing, yeah. but it was the like, like, and I was like, you guys are so tacky. Yeah. So this is like riling me up. Oh yeah. And I'm like, am I going to fight these teenagers? Cause it's like triggering too. You're like, you know how that feels for when sure. You're a kid. Yeah. So I had to like bring myself down and I was like, that's not going to solve anything mm-hmm. fighting these teenagers. And he sits down cause he had been standing for like five stops. So he sits down and they kind of give up. So I'm like, okay, perfect. This is great. I have like yeah. five more stops. So I'm typing an email to my mortgage broker, mm-hmm. which is so funny because I'm like, this is the most fucking adult thing that I'm doing right yeah. now. And the girl beside me starts signaling to her friend beside her about me and my nails. Oh, now they're bullying you. Now <gasps> they've turned their the bullying twist. to me. The twist. And I can wow. see her being like, like, I'm like, and then she starts signaling to the ones across and being like, so I literally was like, are these teenagers trying to bully a random old gay man yes. on the bus? Yes, they are. And I was They're like, hate criming you. Li- li- First of all, like the, the layers to this, like oh, the audacity yeah. to do that to a stranger. Yeah. Bold. Bring back being sh- ashamed. Yep. When I was like, 14, I was so scared of adults. Oh, Bring 100%. <laughs> and <laughs> then... Like, how is it 2023 and we're like anti-gay, anti-femme? Literally, it's like, crazy. What is like? There's been yeah. so much progress, and especially when I hear my sister because she's a teacher talk about the things that kids say, mm-hmm. and they'll like call each other out for things. Yeah, like that's great. The progress didn't hit these kids. No, <laughs> these, these kids, kids avoided that progress. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, it's not my fault. Your dad left you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, true. So I am like these little fuckers. Yeah. So I take my AirPod out and I turn to the one oh beside God. me and I just go, "Do you love them?" I love and this. She literally like factory resets. Oh like, yeah. She was like, <laughs> and then because they're not used to getting that, no. right? And then her friend is like, um. Yeah, we just we just really like the color, and I was like, "Thank you, me too." And then literally, I they love this silence. All of them refused to look at me. Either yeah, the ones across horrified. were like, "I love that." And then like five stops later, I got you off. brought back shame. Literally, and I was like, "I am such an awful cunt." Yeah, like I'm such a bad person sometimes mm-hmm. when I want to be. That's why I try not to be <laughs> not me like agreeing with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I try not to be mean because I know that I have it in me that when I get mean, I like I overshoot the landing. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I will literally go down the line and hit up every single one of you. All of you will be destroyed. Nothing is safe. Yeah, no. <laughs> like yeah. 
but I didn't. So I felt I'm good proud about of you. That, That's yeah. really good. I, I love those moments because doesn't it feel good afterwards? You're like, it felt good, but ass. I was also like, why did this have to happen to me? Literally. It's so shitty. Like, it's why? So... Why are you minding your business on your way to work? And then you just think like at least at your age, like, you know who you are. You have a career. You're, you know. We're at a certain age that yeah. like it's annoying, but it's like also we can let that roll. And then there's like the poor like karate kid, like he's got to go to fucking school every day, and kids are fucking awful. And it's so funny because when you're that age, yeah, I don't know if I would have thought karate is like embarrassing. Probably not because like people I knew did it and yeah. I played soccer and things like that. But there is a group of teenagers that, that think, think so lame. having passions and hobbies is like lame. Totally. And then I'm like, and then you're going to leave high school and you're going to have no hobbies mm, and no passions. Literally. So like, what is embarrassing here? Like, how are you not seeing the opposite The corset and the pajama pants is embarrassing. Girl. It is what it is. <laughs> I was like, we need to be telling a story here. Yeah. The story there's is not a not, story. No. Not a story in sight. No. Besides that you're just like a sad loser, but you think you're cool because you're surrounded by other sad losers that are like telling you you're cool. Literally. That's also, all that all high school is. All of them is. could have benefited from like leave-in conditioner. It was <laughs> just fucking dusty, dusty hair. And the w- best part is they were signal- signaling at me about my nails and I was like, you could fucking you could use, you could a, use a buff. <laughs> <laughs> you could use a fucking buff and shine. A little cuticle cream yeah, would go a long way for y'all. You gotta push those things back, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so wow. yeah that was my story i'm happy for you i'm learning so much on the bus it's i been love that really, feeling like good for you i'm proud of you for sticking up for yourself thanks. that's good it wasn't even like a stick up i was just like you guys also need no, to you put them in their place you need to be aware that you're not being subtle i think that's the thing i think like kids are just so Oh, they're just exhausting. And I try and remind myself, insert, thank you. Sean just had to push the microphone up because I was drowsing off. You fixing your cuticles. (laughs) You were like, shit. Um, I have to remind myself that I'm sure I was that at some point where adults were like, this bitch is fucking annoying. For sure. But sometimes you're around them and you're like, shh. Like when they scream, they're screaming. Yeah. Why are you screaming? Like you're at a mall and then they're just like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like 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 show like little like banshees and i'm like why why, why is this screaming this? happening like let's bring it down a little notch you know and i'm like oh my god i am that old person now but it's fucking annoying yeah or when they just do dumb shit and then they laugh and like run yeah like i don't know what it is about the laugh and run that they love so much but they like will literally like go into a McDonald's and the guy will like pull his pants down or something. And then they'll all be like, "Ah!" and then like run away. But then they'll do it like 12 more times at the same McDonald's. And you're like, what are you doing here? It's also, can you you really realize how much is forced laughter? Like when they were, when they were laughing at that kid's shoes, I was like, you're not actually, no one thinks anything's actually, (laughs) but they weren't even laughing. Like they were like forced laughing. I know. I was like, that's even more embarrassing. That was a big thing that I unpacked when I was like, doing my work on heteronormativity that approximately 90% of the jokes that I laughed at while I was in the closet 
that were delivered by men, I never thought were funny. No, men aren't funny. They're I'm, not. I am not kidding. But no, I know. <laughs> Seriously, like they're actually when, not. Now, when I watch male comedians, I'm like, I'm like, oh, uh, there's a few funny ones, but it's a rare, anyways, rare, sorry, rare, yeah, <laughs> rare commodity. No, but it's true. I literally looked back and I was like, did I actually think anything was funny that any of these guys said in high school? No. But you like you literally it's fucked up, especially as a woman. You learn to laugh for sure. Like that's like part of like a social cue. So you just do it. Well, it's like if I don't laugh, I'm going to get like sexually assaulted or like punched in the face. Yeah. Or like, oh, I'm the biggest fucking bitch at high school. And like, I think I'm like, oh, cool. So you just laugh at everything they say and you look back and you're like, no one. Also, no one was actually funny. All it was was people just repeating like movie lines yeah. of like the worst movies that also you go back and watch and you're like, none of this was funny. No. And they would just repeat them and all the girls would be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And looking back, it's like no one was fucking funny. I'm glad that you unpacked that and that you unpacked that bustiers don't go with pajama, pajama pants. pants. I think that was that probably was a, that a was harder a, thing for you to get That over. was a life changing like, I've never moment. met a funny man. Also, <laughs> these two things don't go together. <laughs> I had to go to a few therapy sessions <laughs> yeah. to get over that one for sure. That was that was one of the toughest moments of my journey, I would say. Hey Gabers, this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you're a longtime Gaber, you know that I am far from a consistent reader, but Book of the Month just might change that. Book of the Month makes the process that I find daunting, finding a new book, fun and special, with new releases at the beginning of every month. I often find deciding on a title overwhelming, but Book of the Month's team curates a list full of exciting options, often from new and upcoming authors. This month, I chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which I'm really excited to dig into. I love a mystery thriller, and I love a twist. I was debating between this title and Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch, and honestly, it was the first time in years that I was having a battle of the books. So this month, get your first book for $5 with the code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, at bookofthemonth.com. That's PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, at bookofthemonth.com. Um, so we're shapeshifters. Yeah. I was talking to Sean the other day about how... Um, I've had like a few experiences lately where I've kind of been more hyper aware of having to adapt my queerness. Right. And I think most LGBTQ plus people can relate when I say that it's not even like being gay is a personality or like a lesbian is a personality, but as you grow up and as there's like certain shame things that society puts on you and as you learn what are the like stereotypes or like the triggers of people like knowing your queerness, those things kind of start to mean that and whether you're conscious of it or not, I think it's very common to in certain settings, like remove those components of yourself Yeah, because it used to be a survival thing. But lately there's been multiple situations where I've kind of realized that I thought I had stopped doing it. Mm. And then now I'm like, Oh, I'm still doing it just in maybe like a more subtle way. What happened? So like, for example, coming up, I have a 
little family like weekend holiday not with like a direct immediate family but other people okay and it's that kind of like awareness that going there i was like kind of thinking about what i was gonna wear Hmm. and i was like well i can't wear that shirt because it's like too gay too gay like oh it's the hooter shirt like i can't wear that or i can't wear like any like playboy stuff or i can't like wear and everyone knows i have a very tacky closet i love i love tackiness like it but like it's weird because i i was looking in my closet and i'm like this is my like straight section like this is my like if i'm going for dinner with like my girlfriend's parents like this is what i'm wearing and i'm not wearing this section it's so funny because it's almost like how we talked about when uh conservatives swing so far right that they come around yes you have swung so far into things that are traditionally straight. Yes. Like Hooters yes. and Playboy. Yeah. You've swung so far into those that you've circled back and now they're gay. I've made them gay in my yeah. brain. Yeah. Because I'm like, people won't understand why I'm wearing this. No, and, I think they will understand. They will, that's yes. That's what you're yeah. scared exactly, of. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like my entire style being just like, an ironic nod to straightness, like when I'm wearing my uh, camo and all that shit. And I don't know. I just, I kind of thought I was over that. And then I was looking at what I was thinking of packing. And I was like, this is the most like watered down, like washed out version of me. Because I think the other part's kind of embarrassing. Right. And I don't know. Like, that's, I just. That's something to unpack. Uh, right? I was also just thinking we should do a thing that we have to make an outfit in the other person's closet for ourselves. So okay. I was just thinking that your closet is my personal hell. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sweet of you to yes. say. Thank you. <laughs> it works for you, though. I love it. I mean, for me, it works. But I understand that it's a unique experience. I said to my uh, another friend of mine the other day, they were like, fuck, I have nothing to wear tonight. And I was like, well, you can. Borrow anything anytime, but you have to be willing to be the tackiest bitch at the bar. Like it's I know it's a it's a you know unique choice. Yeah, like we got Playboy, we got Hooters, we got senior frogs, probably. Yeah, like any of that shit. I'm like, if you need if you want a shirt that looks like you bought it like while at a bar in Mexico, then I've got it I've for got you. It. I've got it. it's available. It's ready and available. But yeah, so I just thought that was kind of weird. And then another Another thing I've had happen recently that's kind of made me realize that a lot of the unpacking I thought I had already done is still kind of kicking around. Maybe you didn't unpack enough. I didn't unpack you enough. You left a few things in the bags before you put them in There's the closet. There's a few things in the bag, yeah. <laughs> um, was, okay, for the longest time I didn't post any... Uh, when did that happen? When did my camera go off? Oh my God, hopefully very recently. Okay, hold on. Little photo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm so sorry to the patrons who are getting. I think we just missed like two minutes of this video. It could have been literally 25. It could have been 25, (laughs) but we're gonna just keep the audio in between, and then we'll just. I'm always just so lost in your eyes. I didn't know. Usually, I see when to reset it, but I honestly don't see it because this light is so fucking bright (laughs) that when I look over there, I just get like the ring mark. I mean, would this be an I can explain an episode without technical difficulties. No. No. That's something we won't shapeshift about. Definitely not. Okay, so I, for the longest time, 
hadn't posted any of my TikToks on my Instagram. Mm. Very rarely would I repurpose content. And all of my friends constantly that are creators were like, you're nuts. You make all this stuff on TikTok. You should be posting on YouTube shorts and you could be, should be posting on Instagram reels. This what? seems like, I feel like I have heard you constantly talk about how reels are the only thing being pushed. Exactly. So I feel like there's such an interesting layer to this story. <laughs> I don't know. We'll I see if it un- like you we'll see if it unveils itself. <laughs> we'll see if it unveils. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so I hadn't posted very rarely, like the only TikToks honestly that I would post to reels. Yeah were like the day in the life ones. Okay. Because in my mind, I was like, for the people that follow me on Instagram that like know me in real life, like the straights or the coworkers or the like people like that, that is normal straight people content. So that's not like embarrassing. Like that's not over the top. Like I'm a lesbian that this is things about me that are a lesbian, 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 lesbian. So even though. That's literally all your content when you're not posting reels though. This is what I'm saying. But like I'm saying like that's (laughs) even your Instagram posts. are. I'm not. (laughs) I think where you're getting lost in the sauce is that you're thinking that my brain is reality. Right. I'm telling you my fears. Okay. (laughs) I'm telling you how I'm perceiving how I'm presenting. (laughs) Because on TikTok, even though I'm aware that obviously there's probably a lot of people that follow that know me in real life that follow me on TikTok. But because of the amount of followers and because of the way that the TikTok app works, I don't see those followers. Like I, I don't know when people have liked it that I know that have commented that I know things like that. So it feels this like, like this safe sec, like second void. So when I'm posting stuff about like the gay girl tips and that I'm a lesbian and this is the things that I knew I was a lesbian and in high school I was in the closet and not being a lesbian. I mentally was like, this is safe. Like people in my regular life, it's separate. Yeah. So then the only kind of content that I was repurposing would be like a day in the life at Disneyland. Yeah. Straight girl edition. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm straight again. Who knows? (laughs) Bye. (laughs) So I was only repurposing that type of content. And then this is like a year of people saying the only thing that gets pushed is reels. You're an idiot. If you're not posting reels, blah 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 multiple of my friends are like i've grown x amount because i started repurposing all of my tiktoks yeah whatever so like maybe like a month and a half ago i was like okay fuck it i'm just gonna post all of my tiktoks i'm gonna be a gay online as reels i'm gonna be a gay on instagram too you're crazy i've sure if i've gone up like 30k on instagram in like a month well yeah and i'm like oh i knew that was gonna happen you tell everybody Literally, but there's this weird component of it because when I go on my, when I post a story or when I share it to my story, there's still that like inner fear of on me that I'm like, Oh, I can see my cousin watched this. Right. I can see like this like male realtor that I've worked with before watched it. Yeah. And it's this very, it's this awareness of these certain people that have not given me any reason to think that they like think what I'm doing is weird. Yeah. But it's just that, that I haven't unpacked that fully. And I do think that there's something about it that's like inappropriate or shameful or whatever it may be. It's so 
like so funny mm-hmm. and wild and I think important to say yeah. that people like you whose entire yeah. brand yeah. is being an annoying lesbian <laughs> still struggle yeah. with being an outward annoying lesbian. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because it's like you literally, your Instagram Sorry to yeah. tell you this is yeah. very queer. Yes, yeah. Your no, YouTube, 100%. your TikTok, everything, your podcast, yeah, you in person, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like every layer, yeah. is so outwardly queer. <laughs> yes. uh, except for when you have your Arianka half up, half down, <laughs> and you're giving a little Patreon Femi. exclusive <laughs> hairdo. Um, that you still struggle yes. with a, a male realtor seeing yes. something like that. Yeah. It's I think it's important though because it's like you can't you can't ever get over that I don't think. I no. think you can get more adapted to it, mm-hmm. but it is a reality that as 100%. much unpacking as you do, there's still so much shit going on in your mind. There's still that voice in the back of your mind. And I think it's just the difference of making the choice. Like I was actually really proud of myself the last month when I was when I was posting those yeah. things because while other people might not have noticed the shift because they're watching it on TikTok and they're they watching it, it's you. just like and they're they flocked <laughs> me so they didn't, didn't see anything um it just for me was like okay I'm acknowledging that I'm stressed out about this yeah. and I'm acknowledging that there's this fear component and that I think I'm that I, the fact that I'm a lesbian is embarrassing to some people or that I'm outwardly saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to post it anyways. I think that's the difference. I don't, I think you're right. I don't think it fully ever goes away. It's just the choices you make surrounding it. Yeah. And I also think a big thing that always catapults me forward with constantly talking about my queerness and, and being so like out there with it, even though truthfully it still makes me uncomfortable at times is that I'm like, there's some people that genuinely cannot because they are in danger or they just, it's not an option for them right now in their life to be that out annoying lesbian. Yeah. So I'm like, if I can do that and it makes some people feel a little more comfy, then that's great. Cause I, in so many ways have the privilege to do it, even if it's still making me uncomfortable in certain facets. Totally. I also yeah. think that I am very, aware that it's an absolute for me at least Mm -hmm. lie to say that that voice will ever go away yeah I know that there will always be a voice in my head when I do things that it's like oh that's like flamboyant or that's too Mm -hmm. this or too this I that's not the issue I don't think I ever will get that voice to go away Mm -hmm. but it's like you have to just make it quieter yeah Totally. Like, you like shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. I'm giving cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean about shape shifting? Like, I feel like queer people are so good at that, unfortunately, because they like had to be yeah. at a certain point in their life, at least, where they like in order to be safe or in order to be able to go to a family dinner without someone flipping a fucking table or to be able to like date a certain person whose parents are maybe not that accepting. Um, you have to water yourself down, which is so frustrating because especially I think as a woman constantly seeing like people with like really shitty boyfriends just living their life like being shitty (laughs) and not ever watering that down about themselves and not being a shapeshifter and not being more polite around family or around their friends and not 
um, you know, adjusting the way that they speak or what's appropriate in different settings because they've never really had to in mm-hmm. life. They've never been told that they're too much is so fucking frustrating because you're like, that person literally gets to be a shitty person. And me, I'm just gay. I'm not even I'm, being a shitty, annoying person. I just happen to be gay. That day. That yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's kind of like it goes back to my nail bus story. Yeah. Where it's like I used to be so afraid that I would like shape shift and become a different person when I knew that I was doing something like interacting with the public on transit. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And it's funny because that day that I was bullied for <laughs> literally bullied. Super slay nails. Yeah. Um, I was wearing like baggy pants. Mm-hmm big like boots not even my high docks like a hoodie and a hat yeah and i was like honestly besides my mannerisms and slay nails and like beat face (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm not even like doing anything that flamboyant and previously i feel like i would be like oh well i just like shouldn't have long nails if i want to you know interact Mm -hmm. with the public and i'm like no it's literally my favorite thing why would i fucking do why would i change i also find that i feel the urge to like shape shift and mold to people's expectations a lot mm-hmm. with online dating. Oh, interesting. Because I feel like the gay male community uh-huh. is so toxically, like we've talked about, like focused on masculinity still. Right. That I know that I'm not an incredibly masculine person a right. lot of the time. And so I previously when I'm even like talking to people would feel the need to shift myself into somebody more mask. Right. But I'm like, that's not who I am. And also if you meet me in person, it's giving Femi, Femi, Femi. Right. So So it's like this, this gig's going to be up soon. can only stay on for so long. Right. In, in a pun way. There you go. Yeah. In a punny kind of way. In a punny kind of way. Yeah. I get, I think that's definitely interesting with dating. Someone said on like, a reality show or something they were like yeah you don't really know who you're dating for the first three months because it takes a while for people to actually unpack all those things that they put up of like how they want to be perceived and start actually being themselves and i think there's like something about a dating app that's even weirder when they're when the other person's listing out all the things they like love and then you're like, oh, I know exactly what you like. But I know exactly what you're you listing do. things you love, but also that's from a lens. That's true. Like you can't trust any of that. Because it's like, do you love hiking? Or do you go like once every two months? And Have then you hiked? Think, or yeah. are you a hiker? Yeah. And do you think that that's just what people want to see? Do you they, think that's expected because we live in like BC and that's what everybody shoves down your throat? Yeah. So you're like, oh, if I don't write that I'm like into working out and hiking, then I'm going to be perceived I'm different. Pro pipeline or something. Yeah. (laughs) Pro pipeline. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. No, I get that. It's weird. It's so weird. But it's like you have to approach everything. Sometimes I think that I'll I'll read somebody's profile and it'll list their their likes. And it's like, okay, well, people are so multifaceted that I know that there's more to you. Yes. But you're also coming at this from your side being like, these are my likes that I think will get people to gravitate towards yes. them and that maybe like aren't that embarrassing or aren't, you know, yeah, like things, totally. it's like you have to take 
things people... Someone's not, when it's like, what do you do on the weekends? People aren't going to be like, well, I spend like 12 hours a day playing Xbox and like sit in my underwear and like I do laundry only like once a month because um, my depression is like killing me right now. Yeah. Like no so one... they say hike. So they say I go on a hike. <laughs> Exactly. And you're like, okay. Um, um, like, I'm sure you hiked once yeah. and maybe you enjoyed it. But, but you had depression on your hike. <laughs> but yeah, it's true because people just are not going to write that, exactly. even though that's the reality. And then another added layer to that is that I just like see all these people, even people that I know personally, and I'll look at their profiles mm-hmm. and they've all like shape shifted to like a more masculine version of themselves. Oh. Oh, they're putting up the like most mask photos. They're and putting stuff. up mask photos or their like hobbies that they like are like working out. It's oh. like you go to the gym, but you don't like working out. No, like it's just it's very especially that's so interesting, especially when you know these people in person because you're like, oh, we're all just doing this. Like, why are we all doing this? I don't know, and it's also funny because I don't even like masculine people. Right. <laughs> so you're like, can we all just can show ourselves? Less? Can we, yeah, show, can show we yourself. Like, <laughs> First photo better be your nails. Your like, slay nails exactly. and then we'll go from exactly. there. Exactly. Let's talk about fucking hand care first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you and your like cuticle care. I love that Someone's for you. Someone's to do it. That's true, that's true. <laughs> well, I love that. I hope everyone listening... Um, Got something from today that you're not alone if you feel the need to shape shift. I think there is a weird um, shame about that as well. Like, yeah. I feel ashamed even like saying that sometimes because here I am preaching, like, who cares what people think and be out and proud and like stuff like that. And meanwhile, I'm like, my cousin watches this, so I'm not going to post this TikTok to my Instagram because that's embarrassing. And like, you know, and your cousin but, knows you're a huge flaming lesbo <laughs> too. Like. Literally, meanwhile, my merch is like, dyke. Yeah. <laughs> Like Like as if I'm like flying under the radar. I don't, it's just, but it is, I think that's a good example though, because most people would perceive, okay, I have, I'm wearing a shirt that literally says Dyke and I'm so out on the internet and everything else. And I still have those moments where I'm like, is this too much? Am I being too gay? Literally. And I'm like, well, you are gay. So why does it matter? But (laughs) anyways, wherever you're listening, Make sure to follow, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave us a cute little note. We read them all. We really appreciate it. If you want to watch this on video, this one's in particular is going to be a nice little nightmare for the patrons because I think there's a couple minutes in there where it'll just be a black Playing screen. a little hide and seek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. peekaboo. Oh, it's a little extra bonus. <laughs> yeah. Fun. When are we going to come back? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, You can also click the link in our bio at I Can Explain Podcast to become a patron or to get our merch. You can follow us personally on social media at Sean Lusk. Sean.lusk. Sorry. Oh my god, at Sean.lusk and at Brian Williams. My dot. <laughs> Not your dot. And until next time we will see, see you around, around the gay <laughs> The dot. The-